Chuck, Chuck. Hello, and Love welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Daniel's Broiler. We are out looking at the deck. We did not make it out to the deck because it was a little chilly here in Seattle. Um, I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Scott Weida, Irina Safarian, and soon to be joining us is Fancy Frenchwood. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Oh, I know. We have to turn our mics on now. Hi, Irina. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we got here a little early to start out happy hour up here at Daniel's, which is always phenomenal. The bar is packed. The food is fabulous. Uh, fun place to come. If you've never been out here, it is um, located on the 21st floor. So you have window and panoramic views from different places in the restaurant as well as in the bar. So to me, it's the best view of Seattle. I don't know about you, Scott. I, I like the, the view over Daniel's here. Daniel's in Bellevue is one of my favorite places. It has great, I think, for view, though, best view of oh, Seattle. I like it, Seattle, view. so much better from right Without here. Without a doubt. And now that they've <laughs> added the, de- the deck seating. Yes, and that is one of the things is they have the deck seating for here in the bar, and then they also have deck seating for tables, so people can take families out there now, too. Two decks. Okay, so today's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun. We have um, the privilege, again, of providing you with a brand-new winery that is going to be opening, um, having their grand opening in Woodenville, Um um, Patty Creek Sellers and Brooke is here. She's going to be telling us all about the wine. Um, we're going to have her over here in just a few minutes. But while we're waiting for her to come on over, I'm going to tell you what we've got going on today. Uh, we have socially acceptable and unacceptable. The Duchess Report with what's going on in Bellevue in the Seattle area as well as what went on last week and what is coming up. Uh, we're going to be touching base with a what it is to be socially savvy and uh, discussing some of the interesting things that came up at Seafair because... As we know, anytime you get um, people and alcohol together, there's a story. <clears throat> it's mostly, mostly unsavvy. Mostly unsavvy, unfortunately. Well, no. But yes, it makes for good talking. <laughs> so we're very excited. Um, we're going to introduce Brooke, and I understand you have this beautiful red wine in front of us, and you're going to tell us all about it, what it is we're drinking. This is our uh, 2006 Trinité. It's a blend. It's a Rhone-style blend. It's 44% Syrah. 31% Grenache, 25% Mavedra. Um, it's actually one of my favorites this summer just because it goes so great with barbecues. It's a little lighter style. It doesn't have that huge, heavy Cabernet in it. You know, it's, it's, it, it's, it's light and juicy. Yeah. Yes. And it, then it still has something for everyone. People really love that um, peppery finish on it. It has a great pepper, <laughs> and that's specific from the Muvedra. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. We you, This is one of the reasons why you have to come to the live broadcast, because the the show that goes on while people are trying to talk, it is just heinous. It is heinous. I think this wine is very tasty, and as Brooke said, it would be perfect with barbecue. In fact, as I'm drinking it, I'm, I'm picturing barbecue in front of me, and it, it would. I think it would pair really well. It's really good. And um, So you were saying that this is a blend of how many? Five? Three, three, actually. It's a true Rhone-style blend. It's 44% Syrah, okay. 31 Grenache, 25 Mervedra. It is delightful. Mm-hmm. So now tell us a little bit about your um, winery, and we hear this is grand opening coming out. There is. We finally got our grand opening settled for this coming weekend. It's um, So we actually started in Dayton, Washington. There is really a date in Washington. It's really <laughs> small. Don't blink. You're going to miss it. And then in 2008, we moved to Walla Walla, and we built a whole new, brand new um, production in Facility. Walla Walla, up in the airport district. Uh-huh. The name actually is a real little creek. creek that runs through Dayton, and it was originally named by the French that came over with Lewis and Clark. Oh, wow. I know. It was originally named Petite Creek. Isn't like small, right? And then somehow it changed in mid 1800s. They changed it to pad it. Pad it. So, I, I was looking at that. I kept thinking, is it petite? Is it petite? And so I'm, I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> like everyone said not Creek. I'm like, no, I'm not that small. <laughs> so how many how many varieties are you going to be selling? Uh, we do nine different wines, grand total. That uh, we have a Riesling, a Chardonnay. The Trinité, um, which is, like I said, my favorite. Then we have a regular red blend, a Cab, a Merlot, a Tempranillo. I can't wait for the Tempranillo. 
A Bordeaux blend. I know. We were talking about that before the show. You got me all excited that we're going to have Tempranillo. And it's almost (laughs) sold out. And so I couldn't technically bring the 2008. Okay, you need to save some for me. (laughs) I'll bring you. I'll save a bottle for you. Thank you. It's Um, delicious. Irina really likes it. And then we also have an ice wine. Way to call me out. I really, really like the glass. Oh, she's Why over here glass is almost empty. Yeah. I'm trying to put the microphone by her mouth and her glasses in the way. Yeah, well, you know, it's priorities. <laughs> God. Well, it's, and then we also have an ice wine, which is made from semion grapes, which is ooh. like liquid honey. It's, you know what? I've had some. I never really thought to drink ice wines because I wasn't ever sure quite how to, to drink them until I started. I've gone to a couple of tastings and they've um, pointed out one of my favorite recipes for it is taking um, some of the wine, throwing fresh strawberries in it, letting them coat for about an hour or two, then taking the strawberries out, taking the juice, leaving the juice there, and then taking the strawberry shortcake and dipping it in it. Exactly. Putting what the strawberries I do. over the top yes. with the fresh cream. Oh yes. my gosh. It I takes also, it to a whole new level. I also. Blended into my, um, I also blend it into my whipped cream when I make fresh whipped cream. Oh, oh, that sounds really good. So for a, a Sunday morning breakfast with a mimosa, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful. It was so. We're very, very excited to have you um, doing your grand opening and launching over here. Yes. And so, where can people find you? And when is this launch party? So we're doing our grand opening party this weekend. We're located just three um, driveways outside of Woodenville in Redmond, towards Redmond on Woodenville-Redmond Road. Okay. We share the same building as Challenger Ridge Winery. Wonderful. You can uh, find us on uh, online at paddockcreeksellers.com. Okay, and we'll make sure to, to link you to um, Socially Savvy and our personal Facebooks as well yeah. so people can find you. Yeah, and then I'll, actually the best way to get on us is uh, is our Facebook. I keep that far more updated than <laughs> the regular website. And for our listeners, Padded is spelled P-E-T-I-T, Padded Creek Sellers. Yes, it is. Well, thank you for being here today. Thank We're very you. excited. Now, yep. the, the launch party is on Thursday, correct? Our grand opening grand big opening. party is Thursday from 6 to 9. Okay. Uh, we have Diane's Delights doing cake balls Which and Italianissimo's doing all of their food. And then we're releasing three new wines, too. So Wonderful. Well, we look yeah. forward to seeing you later yes, on this week. Definitely. Okay. So our lovely Fancy has jumped in with us. We're very excited. We've got the full, well, almost a full crew here today. So, Okay. Our we're going to start off with our social um, food for thought today. And this actually came in from another one of our hosts. Somebody had messaged them. So, um, listeners, when you have these different things come up, they're socially savvy or socially unsavvy or unacceptable, message us. Let us know because we love bringing these into the show where people can give us their opinion. They can have an opinion about it. Uh, because you know that's the whole purpose of the show is to talk about some of these things and make people aware kind of where the boundaries are of what we should and shouldn't be doing instead of just letting everybody run amok and havoc on everybody else's lives. So, social food for thought today. How do you feel when a friend unsubscribes to your newsletter? Should you be offended or are you obsessing? What do you guys think? Okay, Scott's got an opinion. I you're, love it. You're obsessing. Obviously, you've got 1,200 people subscribed already or 5,000. And so if a single friend unsubscribes from your newsletter, you're, you're absolutely obsessing. I kind of feel the same. I think that if you have a newsletter, it's there for a purpose. If your friend doesn't relate to that purpose, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, so I got a message to, to have be friended by a guy who's hard rock. I mean, like kiss kind of makeup hard rock. And I don't know him. I, we have one friend in common, and he wants to be my friend. And I'm going, but I have, I, I don't even... Your Facebook scares me. <laughs> so I, I, that's kind of the way I see it too. Is is if it has purpose in your life, of course your friend wants to support you. But to I would never call them out. Number one and number two, I wouldn't feel bad about it. I would just assume that you know it doesn't fit their lifestyle and they're going to support you as a friend, right. just not necessarily wanting to get the email updates all the time. Well, it's too bad Tracy's not here today because Tracy, I had inadvertently signed up from two different email addresses to her chick chat uh-huh. site and 
and then I unsubscribed from one of the emails. Oh, good but God. I was still getting it to my other email. And but she, she sent me know. an email, and she goes, <laughs> what I, noticed you, I noticed you unsubscribed from my newsletter today with a sad face. I'm like, no, I didn't, just from one email. So anyway, I thought that was kind of Well, funny. you know what, and actually, that's a good point. I mean, if you are curious about it, I guess it doesn't hurt to send off a little email. The only thing that I would maybe say is if you send that email, now are they going to do something because they feel guilty? I was going to say, a lot of the newsletters that I subscribe to come to my email, and what I have done is set up a different email for all that stuff that I get. Me too. I don't want to call it my junk email, but all that stuff, because sometimes, even if you unsubscribe, there might be stuff that you're interested in, so I would hate for people to unsubscribe something, but then miss out on something, because I think everybody has something interesting, you know, to in their newsletter sometimes, so... Maybe setting up a different account so that you're not bombarded with your personal email. Well, that's a good idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and having something separate. So when you do when want, you, want you can dab in and you take a look, or when yeah. you don't, you can just delete it instead of unsubscribing. Oh, I like that. That's, see, this is why we love you, Irina. <laughs> okay, so whatever listener put that out there, there is your answer. How we see it. Um, okay, so second social food for thought. How do we feel about people leaving their stuff on the street corners and putting free on it? I like this Are one. they being lazy or are they being helpful? Lazy. <laughs> because, I mean, if you, somebody puts out a crib, I've seen cribs, and something that looks like it's good, that's usable. But that hole, the couch that has got a hole in the spring coming up, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, not even the homeless are going to take that. Law-breaking. Law-breaking. Well, that, that's just, um, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So maybe somebody can use that holy couch. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't got two words for you, Craigslist. <laughs> Craigslist. It's got this whole free section. Yeah. It doesn't require you that's put true. stuff out in front of your neighbor's house. You know what? And that's where, I'm, that's where I'm struggling because I really feel like rather than putting a bunch of stuff out there where it's going to affect your neighbor or make them thinking feel... thinking of a garage sale. I oh, heck tell. no. <laughs> Actually, I do like garage sales. I do do garage sales, but I'm really nice about it. But no, I, for me, I don't, I don't know. That whole stuff on the street thing, it just looks, it looks messy. Looks like junk on the street to me. I think it looks messy. I think rather than putting it on the street, you know, I'm a like a true believer in Craigslist. I think offer it up on Craigslist as free item. There Usually you go. that stuff goes away in like less than 10 minutes. Well, the other thing you could do, I guess, is if you really, if you're on a busy street and you really feel like this stuff is going to go, maybe put it out for a day. Yeah. And then if it doesn't, take it away. No, Scott's saying no. I think adver- advertise it first because usually that stuff will go away. And if you, the advertisement, nobody wants it, then not, obviously yeah. it's trash. Nobody's going to want it. be able to just take it to your local dump. I mean, come on, it's like 20 bucks. So. Well, I, I think the, the reason most people, they number one, they don't have a truck to take it. And number yeah. two, they don't have the physical ability to. I just hurt my neck shaking my head so fast. <laughs> oh <my God>. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave it out on the, on the outside of... There's so many services available too. VOA That's true. services That's for the true. blind. There's so many opportunities for you not leave to not have an eyesore for your neighbors. And I'm your neighbor. Yeah. Okay. So it is socially unacceptable to leave things on the side of the of the road and put free on it. I like it. Don't okay. do it. Don't do it. Make people upset. You want your neighbors to like you. Okay, Mister <laughs> Scott. Scotty, beam us up. What is it to be socially savvy? It's brought to you by Sweet Talk Wipes. Just like our hands, my cell phone gets messy. <laughs> it's to be regularly clean and detoxified. Order yours today, www.sweettalkwipes.com. Dun, 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 dun. And today is what is it to be socially savvy. We've talked in the past about just plain being aware of what's going on around you. Open your eyes, people. We'll start bringing up specific topics to be aware of. And today's topic is be fiscally aware. We're talking about money, y'all. Coming off a 15-year streak of financial bliss just two or three years ago, we now find ourselves hard-pressed to change our way of thinking. What does it mean to you to be fiscally savvy? And I brought this up because um, I've had a couple instances where I've talked with people, and it used to be when you would go to do something, do it, do it, go big. Well, that thought process still seems to be there, and you're almost kind of put down if you are approaching something from a fiscally responsible thought 
process or, um, for instance, like trying to build a business and keep it in the black from day one. But we can still go big or go home. We just have to think about it from a different angle. Be, be, be financially creative. Don't right. necessarily, you know, right. put, put yourself on the line. Um, I just see so many people struggling, and there's so many great ideas, and people out there who want to start businesses, but everybody is telling them, you have to have this, and you have to spend money on that, and you have to spend money on this. You can ease into it easily and gracefully, and I think if um, you're starting something that has a bit of a social aspect to it, you can actually um, portray that as a, and encourage the people who are going to be a part of watching you grow, be a part of that growth and celebrate that growth with you. Um, you know, it's like with Socially Savvy, our calendar that's coming out. Um, that baby's going to be raw. <laughs> yeah. and, but the whole purpose of it was not to spend a whole bunch of money and waste a whole bunch of money. You know, when we start getting sponsors for this calendar, it's to support um, the time and the effort to put this calendar out so everybody knows where to go for all of the um, parties with the cause, every legitimate fundraiser out there. Are you saying there's no wardrobe budget? I'm saying that the wardrobe budget will come along later when it is appropriate. <laughs> Or I mean, what do you guys think? Am I am I being too prudent, or I mean, what do you guys think? I'm so fiscally unsavvy; it's not funny. So I have no comment. <laughs> I think you're right about that. Being fiscally savvy and also making the right connections, rather than focusing on I don't have the money to do this or that. And um, a lot of people are trading services, and that's what, you know, I can do this. What can you do? Let's trade. Or who do you know that can do this? Or who do I know? Because connections and people you know are worth a lot more than what's in your pocket a lot of the time. So you can go a long way with that. That is so smart. I agree with that because I do a ton of trade, a ton of trade. And it doesn't take anything out of anyone's pocket, and we're supporting each other. Absolutely. I just did a photo trade. That's right. You did. (laughs) Yeah, I like the I'll rub your back if you rub my back concept. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, in, in 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 my opinion, I think you develop um, the relationships you develop from doing trade are more heartfelt because people see what you're going through to help them and then vice versa. So you have a better understanding of what, what it is that they do to begin with, number one. And number two, there's, I think, a little bit more compassion that comes in. I, I, want, I actually have a really good example of, of going big or going home in a fiscally savvy way. Oh, cool. Our friend Fancy recently had a really gangbuster party. Yes, she a did. A really hot, huge, sexy party. She was adorable in her dress, too. And a part of her planning process was finding a venue that would be appreciative of the opportunity that oh, made them that's to host perfect. this number of people. Now, it, 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 th- we're talking about a party here, so it may it may sound... Um, unimportant, uh, or it may sound vain, or just just for fun. But it's a, it's a, I think it's a phenomenal opportunity to talk about how to be fiscally savvy. And a party, correct me if I'm wrong, but a really big part of your process was finding a venue that was going to appreciate the opportunity you were bringing to them to be of service to your friends, your guests, that were also then going to be paying patrons of theirs as well, right? And I think that's really fiscally savvy. No, and I think you bring up a really good point, Scott, because um, I know Fancy and I, we talked a lot about this when we were setting up um, and talking about your birthday and setting up other events, um, and even Irina, with your birthday, uh, a lot of venues still kind of have this attitude that, you know, you're lucky if um, we allow you to have your event here. It's like, I'm sorry, some of these venues really need to back off and realize, you're lucky if we're going to bring in 15 people, 20 people, God forbid we bring in 50 or 100 people. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you have to bend over and kiss our ass, but what it does mean is that you need to treat us with respect and um, some level of appreciation with everybody that we're dealing hey, with. Hotels have been doing this for years. Yep. With group room rates, yep. for example. Just saying. I agree. Yep. Yeah, and it's also when you bring in a certain type of crowd or you know your friends that you know are you know, for a birthday party or event, where the week before the promoter couldn't even get half of the people that you got there for yeah. your event. You know, it's a sad truth, and you have to kind of evaluate those places and maybe think next time and see where you can take your people, you know, your event elsewhere rather yeah. than take it to the same place because... I agree. I know I've got... I put out the save the date for my birthday, so I'm really excited because I'm such a little social bunny. And that's one of the things I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, I think we have nailed it down to uh, a location, which we have done a show from. Yeah. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. But, again, I think one of the big deciding factors on that was how we were treated when we came in um, to help uh, 
you know, talk about their venue and uh, promote their location, they they bent over backwards. And it wasn't just, you know, the things that they presented with us. It was just the genuine attitude and um, the welcoming. That's what I really, really yeah. liked about it. And gratitude, yes, yeah, so... Mm-hmm. Okay, we're all in agreement. I love it. <laughs> Hold off on the attitude. Bring on the gratitude. I like it. Thanks, Scott, for reminding <laughs> me that I am fiscally savvy. You are, fancy. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the thing about being socially savvy. And I, I want to remind listeners about this. Is we all have moments where we step in it big time. I mean, I've had moments. Um, I think that's why... <laughs> You know, a lot of the different little things, if, if I am talking about something and I start snickering, it's probably because I'm the one who stepped in it. So. <laughs> so being socially savvy or physically savvy or savvy of any kind is a growing process. Yes. Now, recognizing your mistakes, moving on, and fixing them. Right. Okay. So we are going to move on to socially acceptable and unacceptable, brought to you by Kind Bars, delicious, healthy, and gluten-free snack bars. So... This is not a socially acceptable or unacceptable. This is a question to be brought. I, I love how all of these were like debatable this week. I don't. It was nothing like really clean and concise. Is it socially acceptable or unacceptable? How do we feel about people leaving their stuff? Oh, we did that already. I'm sorry. I'm a dork. Um, moving on. <laughs> how did I bounce? I bounced way off, didn't I? Okay, here it is. Um, is it unacceptable to ask random people to support your cause for personal benefit without at least first acting like you're interested in their life? In other words, having some kind of a relationship. Just because you know someone who knows someone does not mean you should ask for anything. Um, favors and support are reserved for those that we believe in and as such should be something um, to talk about. And I want to make this really clear. I'm not talking about charitable causes. I'm not talking about, um, like, if Fancy was to come up to me and says, you know, I, I got hooked in with the Red Cross, you know, can Socially Savvy be a sponsor? That's a legitimate cause. That's something where um, that's what they do. I'm talking about somebody who is uh, has a personal gain and they're wanting sponsorship to go out and have people help them I, attain a goal. Like, I want you to vote for me for Playboy Money of the Month. Yes. Maxim 100 which Hottie I, Award. Which yeah. I, which I do. Which yeah. I do. Is everybody a Maxim 100 Hottie now? I mean, honestly, like, how many of the a day do you get those? I'm just. How many hot people? It was a real honor for me. I Irina. Just got okay. my like that. One of the biggest honors of my life to be nominated for the Maxim Hot 100. <laughs> I'm away from being nominated, but that's okay. <laughs> You know, we talked last week and on previous occasions about asking for support, even on Facebook. Like, can you can you post a link on someone's wall, that kind of well, thing? Well, how do you do it? Yeah. yeah how, do you message how do you message it from ask the back? That? Well, yeah. Cameron, one of our socially savvy guests. Love him. He, in, he did. Well, he's not listening right now, but he actually inboxed me on Facebook to ask for support. He did the and, same thing. I, yeah. So yep. I think he did it the appropriate way. You he inbox, did. you ask for support from the people that you already have a relationship with. Right. And then you ask if they're willing to share it with their friends. Well, so I think and, that's a great example. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. And, and recognizing, you know, some venues just aren't set up for your particular um, choice of charity that you want to support. Or maybe somebody had a bad experience or maybe somebody sure. just doesn't relate to that. Right. And, and then the bottom line comes down is you can't support everything. Um, so, yeah, I loved, you know, he, he did the same thing, mm-hmm. and actually, he is going to be featured on one of our shows, because he is one of the bachelors for right. um, an event that we're going to be talking about here a little bit later on in the Great. show. So I think my biggest problem is the sneaky ones that oh. don't, you know, like, if somebody's like, hey, there's a concert, why don't you buy your tickets through me? And it's like, no, thank you. Like, why? Is it because you're getting a percent off my ticket, you know, kind of thing? Yeah. I think if people are getting a gain out of it, it's nice to be um, at least honest about it. Or, you know, if it's something like a charity cause and things, that's different. But if you're just selling something and you're getting a commission off of it, that's also different. I agree. Um, And I know that we, both of us know a lot of the the area promoters for the east side in Seattle. One of the things that I've noticed, a lot of times they will offer a discount in the very first week. And and you know they're a promoter, and that's okay. I'm a little easier on this than you guys. Question, oh, really? The question is I'm reading, is it unacceptable to ask random people to support your cause for personal benefit? And I think I think the way Fancy described your friend doing that was the perfect way to do it. I if agree. They, if they had emailed me or not putting something on my wall for everyone to see, but if they'd emailed me in private requesting 
that I would support their cause or But if you've never met link, them and don't know them, I'm isn't not that annoying? I'm not going to get offended at all, at all. Not at all. See, that bothers me because to me, if you if you and I don't have some kind of a relationship for you to come up and say, well, I want you to vote for me and, and I, I don't you, know you I want you to anyone. vote for me is totally different than, hey, I know I don't know you very well. I wonder if you would. Uh, totally different. Those people have a link to something too, like check totally. me out. I want to be a hottie 100, and here's a picture of my ass. Irina, let it go. And then <laughs> I know. Okay, so I, I sent the one email. I sent the one email. Let it go. <laughs> okay, right? so I guess we have a. a I guess there's a. a for me. I guess there's Who a fuzzy line here. I think. I guess maybe it comes down, but uh, I don't know. Scott feels differently than I do. <laughs> that's okay, and that's. That's savvy too. That I I appreciate the difference. I like that. Okay, I I love this next one. <laughs> this this makes me all warm and fuzzy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, socially stupid moment of the week. I, hello, brought to you by um Galaza Energy Drinks. Someone please explain to me why people are so stupid. Telling people at a party about the stupid, dumb, and idiotic things you have done at parties. Whatever happened to what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Really, people. Why would you think anyone cares? I have such an issue with people think it's cool to talk about the idiot things that they did when they were drunk last week. It, I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you want to be social, if you want people to, to like you, you can't be doing that all the time. I, am, am I off base on this one? I think it provides great comic relief. I don't mind laughing at jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had some of that this last weekend, and uh, and it was interesting. A very young young man, his early teens, was the one who brought this up, and he was disgusted with the whole thought. He was like, "This is stupid. Why why do I need to hear about you getting drunk and the dumb things that you did last weekend?" And to me, I thought that was unusual for a younger generation to look at it from that perspective mm-hmm. and go, you know, that's really not the smartest thing you could be doing right now. Right, right. I don't know. What about you, Arena? You're out I there hearing all I kinds am, of stuff. And I think because now we've talked about this before, we have uh, all kinds of different age groups hanging out together. So we have a lot of like 20s, 30s, 40s together. And, you know, we have CPR this weekend. A lot of people are hanging out together and you have, you know, well, example, 40-year-old men, the 20-year-old woman. And, oh, yeah. You know, then there's stories and pictures to Dang. be told. And it's a lot of times it's like mm-hmm. I think a lot of the early 20s are looking in the 40s and are like, wow, that's our parents' age and this is what's happening. Like, you're bragging about getting wasted last night, yeah. you know? It's just, I don't know. I think there's some information that should not be shared, and that's one of the things. But... If you have evidence like pictures to go with it, I mean, might as well share the story. I guess I guess maybe there's a way. I don't know. Some stories that are just too funny not to share. And if I'm bagging on myself, if I'm bagging on myself, saying, "Oh my gosh, I was so stupid last Saturday. This is so funny. I am so stupid." Okay, well maybe that. I guess I just to the point where. There's so much in our society that we're talking about that is what I consider wasted space. It's, it's like we're puking all over people. It's like why? I think we all agree for the most part. Talking that about that stuff. There are exceptions to this rule where it can be done and it's legitimately funny. Yeah. Well, and and like you said, well, if if you were telling me a story, I know you. I'm close to you. But to go to a you know a party like what um, Irina was saying, mm-hmm. and there's people that you do know and people that you don't know, and you're talking about that it's you know, the whole idea is being social means people, you want to be around people, and therefore you want people to be around you. If you're constantly talking about things that make you look like an ass. And you also have to remember that each, that story is always going to be told as, don't tell anybody, but I wasn't oh, yeah. supposed to tell you this, but. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I, just I think, think it's know your audience with any topic of conversation. Know your audience. You know, is this yeah. something they would find funny and comical? Is it something that you don't mind sharing, you know, intimate uh, details. details of your embarrassing moments? But I think you have to take into consideration who's who's within, you know, the conversation. Who's How does that make me look? And there's maybe some people that are not worried about their what image that they present. That's true. Or are true. definitely not aware of what image they're presenting. <laughs> Well, and that's the whole point is, you know, becoming aware of what's going on so that, you know, I guess that's that, I guess that's a, a legitimate point. You know, be aware of what it is you're saying and how it presents you 
So then if somewhere down the line you all of a sudden don't have anyone hanging around you, you've got nobody but yourself. You know what you've done. Be It goes right back to being aware again. Yeah, that's true. Crazy. Okay, so we are going to be um, jumping into what went on last week, and then I believe we're also going to be having the um, oh, one of the chefs and some of the general people from Daniel's coming over, and they're going to be sharing with us some of their special yummy delights, too. So we're very excited for that. Um, awesome. So let's, we're talking about what happened last week, right? Yes. Uh, what happened last week? Hello, Seafair. Hey, what, what did I ever do for Seafair? Nothing? Oh, uh, I nope, had... Nobody did anything for Seafair. Awesome. Everybody at this table got loaded. No, I was I was at Seafair. <laughs> I, I was, was actually at a friend's place on the lake, and um, she is a very gracious host. She had several people over, and we were there from early morning till the evening. And, nice. Um, it actually was what, one of the parties that sparked my conversation last week about if you're going to show up at somebody's place, make sure that you bring something with you. Because, again, we had people show up at the end of the races. They'd pull their big, beautiful boats up. They'd walk up completely empty-handed, and they right. would start drinking all the booze and eating all the food. And one of them, this little podunk punk, he was this little yuppie punk, drove me right up a wall, walks up and starts asking about, well, who's DJing? And I just wanted to look at him and go, go back to your boat and turn your music up. Because to walk into somebody else's house and be like that, I That's don't know. definitely a good point. If you're going to go somewhere and you're bringing people with you, definitely don't come empty-handed. So that was that was part of part of my seafare. Um, what about you, Fancy? Sorry, I was ordering for last call for happy hour. <laughs> last call for happy hour, <laughs> Daniel. Everybody, <laughs> sorry for the delay, listeners. There, our priority was happy hour. Sorry, if you were here, you'd understand. <laughs> Yes, exactly. there is a perfect symbol being fiscally yes. savvy. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, what did you do, Miss Fancy? Uh, for the tea fair? Yeah. So, yesterday I went over to a friend's place uh, at Kulan Park and we sat out and watched the Blue Angels. Oh, nice. Blue it. Angels are awesome. They are awesome. Love them. Hey, yes. I got some Blue Angel trivia. Yay. Actually, I know almost everything there is to know about the Blue Angels. Anybody want to ask me a question? Okay, I'll ask the first question. Ask me a question. Ask me a question. I'll see if I can answer. Go, it. actually, I'm ready you first. Oh, I thought we were talking, still talking about seafair. Oh, no, go ahead. We'll, we'll do say, the I went on a boat for about 10 minutes, and then I realized I was the only one wearing a bathing suit top, so I decided to leave. Did you jump off the boat? I didn't jump off the boat, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I got to go, because I just. I forgot I had I to do something. I didn't have something. a pair of pasties with me at the moment. Oh. So. oh, my gosh. Okay, I so totally did not get that till just now. Someone had extras. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah. Girls got a wild boat. Okay, so um, that's not even a social topic we talk about. That's just plain, you know what you're getting into, fun or you don't, and you jump ship. That's plain okay, old Okay, awesome. I want to ask Scott, do you know the average, wait, where are you still, are, do we, we're, we're doing the Blue Angel. Okay. I'm happy to blow out the, the I want to know if trivia. Scott knows the average age of a Blue Angel. Uh, easy, easy. The average age of a Blue Angel pilot is 33. 33? Yep. So how do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> we do our research. <laughs> okay, what is the mission of the Blue Angels? Fly airplanes, be badass all the time. <laughs> OMG. Badass. Okay. Am I wrong? Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. That's part of it. The mission of the Blue Angels is to enhance Navy recruiting. By being badass. And credibly <laughs> represent Navy and Marine Corps aviation to by the United badass. States and its armed air forces to America. And they're to be imba- um, international ambassadors of goodwill. By doing really cool stuff. Badass tricks. Yeah. smoke after their aircraft. Oh, okay, I've got a good one. What's Go the closest distance that the jets fly to each other? Ah, top one again. I did my research, though. During the Diamond 360 maneuver, those planes get within 18 inches of wow. one another. I don't wow. know about you, but I mean, I finger 18 inches. Yeah. OMG. I That's mean, precision. One. One mistake and kaboom. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing. Well, we were, like I said, we were on the lake and I was shooting pictures, so I'll be posting them this next week. But they come right over the top of my friend's house. It is there? There's two passes that they make where you can see the pilot. Okay, and then there was actually one where they came down across the water and the jet stream hit the water. It was amazing. So they, we love what they do. Okay, last one. Let's see here. Here you go, Scott. How much does an FA-18 cost? 21 million bucks. 
the things we could do with 21 million bucks. Yeah, you could buy a badass F-18. <laughs> trick it out to do badass tricks over Lake Washington. <laughs> Blow smoke out the back. Do flips, loop de loop Fly within 18 inches of other airplanes. Be 33 forever. <laughs> be, be world-renowned. Sold. I like it. So did anybody else have anything fun that went on last week? Everybody's looking at me, shaking their head. Oh, all about Seafair. Actually, um, Apex at Alder Ridge, one of our um, main hosting sites where we're at once a month, they had their winemaker, Peter um, Division, in for an evening of food and um, showcasing some of their wines. Um, Restaurant Italianissimo prepared fab foods to pair with these wines. I have to tell you guys, if you love wine, there is nothing like going to a winemaker's open or a winemaker's dinner to learn how to pair foods and, and realize the difference that the flavors of, that wine can add to the flavor of a meal. It, it was so much fun listening to this guy talk and tasting the different matchups that they had. Very talk about a special event. Having the winemaker actually present to talk to you about the wine, what their thinking was when they put it together, it's really special. It is. It was amazing to sit there and listen to him. And he was funny because he was shy. So every time I get the camera out to click him, I had to wait until he was talking and laughing because he just like to hide. <laughs> they're, they're very modest. They are, they are. Okay, so coming up this week, Mr. Scott, do you want to take over? You want me to talk about eye candy? Yeah. And you know I know about the eye candy. So this is brought to you by Eye Candy Lash Boutique. This week's special, call in, ask them for the intern special. Get a full set of lashes. You know how I like it. For $100 or a fill for just $50. Uh, hey, Nordstrom's has a fun event going on in their cosmetics department August 8th through August 15th. All the ladies should swing through the cosmetics department at your local Nordstrom's. Vote on your favorite beauty. you like it when I do these events? Vote on your favorite beauty product for a chance to win 10 of the top items. Find me on Facebook. We can talk about more manly stuff. Well, I have to tell you, um, they do have some segments that are skincare, and it's amazing how many men have actually realized that just basic skincare, you know, it's just you're taking care of your skin, it, how much it benefits them. <laughs> Scott's going, yeah, no, I don't think so. Okay, Miss Fancy. All right, don't forget to support your local farmer's markets. Uh, in Bellevue, they're open Thursday night, 3 to 7, at First Presbyterian Church. Kirkland Market is now at Marina Park every Wednesday, 2 till 7 p.m., and Redmond Saturdays, 9 to 3. Issaquah Saturdays, 9 to 2. This is a great way to support your local growers, artists, and vendors. Have any of you guys been to your local market? A ton of fun. I absolutely adore it. I've gone into, I used to go into the Redmond Market every Saturday morning, and I would go get my fresh-cut flowers and um, pick out my vegetables for the week. It was so fun because these people, they, they are so passionate. I mean, this is such a big part of their life that when you get those, bite into that cucumber, it is like, oh, so different than buying into a cucumber from a regular grocery store. So we are very excited. We have um, Daniels, which Daniels Brother up here on the 21st floor in Bellevue, which is our location host for today's show. And uh, they are going to be treating us with uh, some of their appetizers that they wanted to feature, as well, I guess, as a signature drink they wanted to talk about. So we have Brad here to tell us a little bit about the history of Daniels and um, kind of what makes you guys so great. I mean, we know you're great, but our listeners need to know why you're great. Uh, We're great because of consistency. I would agree with that. That's a great statement. we've We've been doing it for over 30 years. Daniels Concept's been around for over 20 years. Here at this location, we've been here for a little over 20 years. A lot of things that uh, Daniels Broder has is, is, uh, signaled yourself on the fine steaks that we do, being the only one that uses USDA Prime. Uh, we hand select our steaks, uh, bring them in, and they're seared off at 1,800 degrees. Put a nice, generous char on that, on that steak. And they're juicy. And they're juicy. That's what seals in those juices. They and melt like butter when you cut into them, when you're eating them. It's like they, it just slices off. So that's uh, that's what we're famous for, and that's and we're, it's consistent. We're, that's all I can say is we're consistent. We want to do the best and, and please our guests uh, consistently every time. Well, and I have to say, you know, one of my favorite things about this, uh, my husband and I started coming up here 15 years ago, and it actually became a, a point of inspiration for us because we would come out here and we would take a look out, you know, the beautiful view, and for me, it gives me perspective. You know, when you feel like everything's overwhelming, you're down on the main floor. You're just kind of down there. But when you're up here with the excellent service and the excellent food and just the standard being so high, it gives you the perspective when you look down that there is opportunity and there's always room to grow and you can always do better. 
And that's what we think around at Daniels, too, with our employees. We're always here to grow. All our stores have uh, beautiful views. I'll have an outside patio now this year with the opening of the two decks. Oh, I was so excited when you so, guys opened these. You can come out 21 floors, or you can sit at the water level at uh, Leshia or Lake Union. And so you always have a beautiful view with a beautiful steak. And for those of us that frequent the lounge, it's one of the best happy hours in town. So and as far as consistent quality, I met my wife at Daniel's Broiler. So talk about the quality. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I can vouch for that. That's a good statement. That is a great one. Oh, we, need to, we need to postmark that. <laughs> Um, so tell us a little bit about like the happy hour and how that's set up. Because yours is, uh, you guys were actually one of the first ones to launch what I call the dual happy hour. The dual happy hour? Yes. Well, uh, our happy hour features uh, discounted appetizers that we put on a, a certain list. We uh, take a couple dollars off our beers. Our, we have martinis and Manhattans, which are our signature drinks uh, that we uh, feature. And then we also have uh, our glasses of wine. Uh, at half price. And uh-huh. We have good 30 glasses of wine to choose from. Wow. And that's all you need, really. 30 glasses of wine. And you're happy out. Your, your hors d'oeuvres are, you have a barrage of hors d'oeuvres. It's not just steak. It's not just seafood. You've got a little bit of everything going on. Artichoke hearts. We've got uh, our So something for the vegetarians, yes. which, yeah. Fancy's yep. enjoying the artichoke hearts right now. They look delicious. Yep. We also have a vegetarian menu that we started a few months ago. Uh, gluten-free vegetarian menu that's in the dining room available. Yum. And so, it's a very inviting environment. I will say that a lot of people, when I say I'm going up to Daniel's, they say, oh, is it, isn't, isn't, that that just a, isn't that just frou-frou? Isn't it, you know, I gotta, do I have to put a suit on? Do I have to go? No, it's a very comfortable place. And again, I'm talking about the lounge. The yeah. restaurant is very inviting as well. But the lounge, particularly where I'm most comfortable, um, is very inviting to every, really everyone. And I've been, I've been up here with all with all different varieties of my own friends and clients for different events, and there's something for everyone. It's, it's come as you are. Well, and that, again, I would relate the same thing, because I had um, friends when I recommend you guys all the time, and that's one of the first questions they ask, because when they look at your webpage, it's very, you know, very nice, very upscale, and uh, to know you can walk in with a pair of jeans and be as comfortable as you can in a three-piece suit or a tuxedo is phenomenal. And I've actually worn both up here. I've worn formal, yes, I've worn formals, and yep. I've worn I've worn it all. all. All three locations, because you come off your boat down at Lake Union, and you come off the boat at Lush Eye, you know, but out on the water all day long, and just come on up, enjoy a drink and a snack, and wait until the sun goes down and cools off a little bit, take the boat home. Oh, well, and also Lush Eye has um, their, to the, from the dock to the boat, they will deliver right, deliver right to you your boat, so you can boat? call in, we'll yep. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want a world-class experience, not only for dinner, but also casual uh, in the lounge, having a good time, Daniels is where it's at. We hang out primarily in Bellevue, but also Daniels has got locations at Lake Union, Leshive. And then you're also affiliated with um, Spazzo. Spazzo. And Chandler's. Chandler's. Crab House down on the coast. Like yes. The, so we kind of take up that end of the lake. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So I wasn't. Was there something special that we were going to be chatting about? Yep, we're bringing out. Uh, he's cooking a steak strip, so he's going to bring out. Oh, your strip. signature steak strip. Flame Love mignon, it. nice uh, cut up size bites, and we uh, flash fry that, searing the juices. Uh-huh. And we uh, put on teriyaki glaze on top of that that we make in house. But it's uh, soaking that just a little bit, candy off, so it gives it a nice sweet. Uh, Pineapple glaze on it. Making it is my yummy. <laughs> Scott's over here like a little kid. Just shuddering. We're going to put that with uh, one of our signature drinks, the Bullet 95 Manhattan. Wow. I was going to say, tell me about this, this signature drink because I have never had a Manhattan, so this will be a first for me. Well, we're you know a mar- originally a martini, Manhattan, Rat Pack type of restaurant. Uh-huh. And since then, uh, we've changed a little bit, come along with the times. Now, Seattle is the big cocktail market. Yeah. One of the six big leading cocktail markets. We've uh, kind of followed that track. Are you going to let me try a Manhattan tonight? You are. All right. What, do it, what is it called? No, it's a Bullet 95. Bullet 95. We came up, came up with this a few months ago when uh, Bullet Bourbon came up with a 95% rye recipe. Wow. And the rye is a little bit spicier than their normal bourbon, so what we added to that was a homemade cherry gas streak. Oh. So it gives a hint of cherry. Instead of putting vermouth in, we put that in there. Ooh, okay. I think I'm going to like this. So I'm on strike until I get that. Yes. Yeah, it, 
Well, and, you know, for those people who have frequented Daniel's or who feel like they know who you are, one of the things I noticed this last couple of months is every time I come up, every few weeks, you guys have, um, you're adding new drinks, you're trying to really be up on what's going on and really servicing your clients, not only with what they expect, but what's up and coming. Yep. We've uh, we changed our menus at least four times a year. I so love we it. try to do it with the seasons. Um, one of the newest things that we've added to the restaurant is our wine on the tap. Oh, yes. So our wine, we have three whites and three reds, which are all delivered by a pressurized tap system. So we're being eco-friendly and no glassware or no bottles to deal with. I love it. Uh, it's fresh from the top to the bottom. Uh, some excellent wines that co-op the wine growers that have put together these tap wine systems. And we just put that in in all three locations, including Chandler's. Wonderful. Okay, we'll be trying those soon. <laughs> I have a question, and, and then I'm going to be done. My question is, I've heard a rumor that the cigar bar is coming back in Bellevue. I did, too. Is that, can you, are you, are you can at liberty comment? to address this rumor? That's a government issue. Oh, so, so we have is, to be patient. It is a rumor. It's a rumor. Where's it's a the, rumor. Where's the petition? Well, actually, it, um, I believe, no, don't quote me on this, I'm only on the radio. Um, it's a state Senate bill. So it's on the House oh. of the floor right now. It's been revised a number of times. It's gone over to the House of Representatives, comes back to the Senate. So if it does get approved, all the governor has to do is sign it into law. And that's a measure to allow uh, private climate-controlled cigar rooms. Correct. Is that right? Under a certain And people footage. have the choice of working in those rooms and, and yes. got it. Yep. taking care of that patronage. And I think that if would it be does fun. Come along, I'm sure we'll be one of the first oh, to get back yes. on that program. Oh, yes. I remember the days of the cigar lounge. Ugh. So sad. We have the beautiful vintage lounge. It is beautiful. We'd love to have cigar smokers back in. Yes. One of the other things I did want to bring up, um, it, and I just know this because of personal experience, is you do private, like large private banquet size parties too. You have um, a pair of rooms, actually three rooms that can be separated out or they can be one big room. And the reason I know this is because we pulled off, and, and this is just a credit to you as a company and your service. I called you um, with about two weeks lead on an, um, uh, what do you call it, a reunion, a class reunion party that was being canceled. And you guys threw together a party for 130 in under two weeks. Yep, we can do uh, anywhere from the size of six to the size of 120 in that room. It was fabulous. We have three separate rooms, uh, or we can separate them and make one large room out of it. And you guys also do catering outside as well. Yes, we do. So you really, truly are a full service. We are. Well, thank you so much for hosting Socially Savvy, and um, we look forward to uh, tasting what's coming out next. I'm going to find out what happened to those and get them over I'm Yeah, we've had, we really appreciate it. We're having a great time tonight. And you know something? Even on a Monday night, it's still this there's a really slamming. good crowd in here. There's still room for anybody who wants to come down. Yes. Uh, but it's a great crowd here at Daniel's tonight. Thank you. Okay, those artichoke hearts were delicious. Well, and that's a neat thing, too, because I have several friends who are vegetarian, and they do have quite a few items on the menu that aren't just a salad that are for veg- that are vegetarian. The food is always great here. It is. And it, the other thing that I really want to make a comment about is when you order your food a certain way, if it doesn't come the way you expect it, they expect you to say something because they really want to live up to your expectation, what it is that you want out of the experience. They're happy to do it. I mean, we're all, I think we're all frequent flyers up here. <laughs> Not much to be left I think it's a good thing we started with a wine tasting first. It's always a good thing. It's wine always. tasting first. I would agree. Okay, so moving on with what's coming up this week. Um, Sips and Sounds at the Bravern have started every Thursday night. Enjoy Bellevue's freshest outdoor happy hour. That runs 530 to 730. And savor the summer while you enjoy live music, drinks, and irresistible bites from Wild Ginger. You can even enter a free drawing to win a signature prize from one of their merchants every week. So a fun little place to go check out the Braeburn and um, enjoy our nice outdoors when it's sunshiny. And the music is actually really, really good because I get to hear it all day, every day. <laughs> well, and they bring and in local musicians. They absolutely. feature people. And they're really, really talented people. You know, some vocalists and guitar. There were some uh, different bands that came around. Really, really great music. Yeah. I, that's one of the things I have to say about Bellevue in Seattle is they do uh, spend a lot of time looking into the community to find those new op- upcoming and local artists to support them because it is so much of a part of our culture. So, Okay, moving on. Um, very excited. Uh, but 
<laughs> but I want to keep saying petite, but it's Paddock Creek Cellars has got their grand opening. We were talking about this earlier. They were our featured wine sponsor today, uh, Thursday, August 11th from 6 to 9 p.m. Where is located in Woodenville. Um, you can order tickets at um, Eventbrite. Uh, also go to their website as well. After much, ante- much anticipation, they're thrilled to announce the opening of their Woodenville tasting room. In honor of this marvelous occasion, they're inviting all of their favorite people to a um, grand opening party Thursday. So you'll be able to take 20% off your purchases that evening. And if you'd like some more information, please call Brooke at 425-354-0015. Can't make it that night? Go ahead and check them out that weekend. They're going to be extending the party through the whole weekend. That is right. Hey, on Thursday, 10 o'clock, August 12th, or excuse me, Thursday, August 11th, I'm not sure when the date is. Thursday of that week, uh, starting at 10 p.m., Midsummer Masquerade at Citrus in Seattle on Fairview Avenue. Rock your body Thursday presents Midsummer Masquerade at Citrus. Come dress up with your mask. First 50 guests are going to receive a swagger bag, $100 gift card, and more surprises for the best dress at that event. Par 7 vodka drink specials, models in full body paint. Which Ooh. Hot. <laughs> models wearing couture gowns. Irina by local... Designers. Ooh. An event coming up. It's near and dear. Do you want to talk about couture? We love couture. Body paint. (laughs) They start naked. The auction of Washington Wines, Barrel Auction and Picnic is coming up. This is an event that's near and dear to my own heart. Personally, one of the friends of the show, Stems and Legs, is proud to team up with the auction of Washington Wines for their annual picnic and barrel auction this year. The event is Thursday, August 18th, 4 to 7 p.m. at Chateau St. Michel. For tickets, you've got, got, got to go to washingtonwine.ejoinme.org. You can also just find more information on washingtonwine.com. The promo code for this for a $25 discount on these really nice tickets is stems, ampersand, legs, stems, and legs. Check it out. A lot of fun events at that particular at that particular event. A lot of fun stuff. Okay, and I have to tell everybody, we have been served our steak strips, and I think all of us have had a chance to uh, try the steak strips. And... Again, you know, for an hors d'oeuvre to have steak, it's like it's it's succulent. It is really just, I never know how to explain it because people, you know, they just say, oh, it's steak strips. It's like, no, these aren't chewy. You have to bite on them forever. These are, take a couple of chews. You could almost just swallow them like a, like a oyster or something. They're very, very um, succulent. So everybody's sitting here looking at food. We're not suck, <laughs> suck on it. No, succulent, not suck, suck on, on it. it. And then we have this other beverage in front of us we're all going to be trying, too. Very excited about that. Okay, love wine events. Don't forget to check out uh, WoodenvilleWineCountry.com for events going on in the Woodenville Wine Country. Um, everything from winemakers' dinners to um, music and wine, uh, teaching you how to pair foods and make your own menus together. If you're interested in wine, they've got the event for you. So check out um, WoodenvilleWineCountry.com. We are pleased to announce that we're going to have two consistent locations to broadcast for our show from on a monthly basis. Gunnar Nordstrom's downstairs from Bellevue Daniels here in Bellevue and Apex in Woodinville. So check us out on Facebook to see where we will be next in between those weeks that we're there. Okay, so we have time to chat. We have some events coming up, and then we also have, actually, before we get going, Fancy, you need to tell us about living a fancy life. Did you just touch my boob? Yes, I did. Oops. It was not intentional. Party it was unintentional. It was inadvertent. And I will publicly, in a very socially savvy way, say, I was handed you the microphone, and it, it just happened. It was a bump. It, there was, it was another bump. Okay. So, where are we? Are we talking living the fancy life right now? We are now? talking living the fancy it's life. in here. It is. It's yes, fun. I did, as a matter of fact, and I meant to. She has goodies. She has everything. <laughs> So, um, what do I want to talk about today? Well, I'm going to tell you what I was just sharing with Irina, and I don't want to keep going back to Facebook, but I have like 50 emails right now coming through into my email because people are adding me to groups on Facebook. So, I just want to make a public statement. Don't add me to groups, please. If I want to join a group, I'll gladly join the group. Please don't add me. Like, if you know you're a fan of the 80s, when? And then, you know you're from... You went to Mohanalua High School if... I, okay, you know, you know what? Yeah. I want to talk about this because yeah, I, that's exactly... 
it goes right back to that same thing is you have an option when you create a group to invite people you don't have to add us it's, it's just as annoying to be added to something without permission as it is to have somebody post something on your website and then also a lot of the group um people don't even see who they're adding the people you know today i got added to single dad group honestly <laughs> i have no business in being in the single dad group yeah, that's creepy i know that's i mean creepy. i'm sure the single dads want me in their group that's, but, uh, yeah. that's hilarious no thank you well and this you know this just goes back to that whole thing of being aware so many people build these facebook um uh, groups, or I should say, these Facebook friends, and I've gotten very careful about who I add, not because I want to be snarky or snobby about it, but if I'm going to be sharing information with you, I want it to, my information to pertain to you as much as yours is going to be to me. Like I was saying earlier, you know, if you look like Kiss and you're asking me to be your Facebook friend, probably not going to happen because we really don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> I'm not going to relate to you, and I don't want to go to your your head-banging, hard-rocking <laughs> concert because I won't understand the words. I, I'm sorry. That's just me. So what you're saying is you don't want to be part of the single dad's group? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I'm the, I'm not nobody single. wants to be part of the single dad's <laughs> group. Dilfs everywhere. Dilfs. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I even want to. I just want to know what the hell they're talking about in the single dad's group. Like a bunch of single men? I can say exactly what we're talking about in the single dad's group. You're not single. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, Miss Fancy. So there's that. And then I just wanted to mention that I'm still hiring software engineers, software developers, and I have lots of opportunities open for those who qualify. We also have some paid internships. So if you are looking for a programmer position or an internship, paid internship as a programmer, uh, please email me at fancy at seattlesearchgroup.com. We love it. And I, I have some giveaways today. We're going to give away some gift cards to all the ladies here to Blue Luna, I'd which is it. a nice little boutique here in Bellevue. Well, and we're also going to be giving away a Daniel certificate and for Scott, $25. no, you cannot have another one. Yeah. Scott was, <laughs> Scott's going to start stacking them up here. Um, we're going to be, uh, Socially Savvy is also going to be giving away a, a Daniel certificate for $25 in a special gift box over here right. that is sitting on top of the bar. So we will see who that lucky winner is. Okay, so we'll wrap things up here for us. We want to give a particular thank you to our Diane's Delight, our cake ball girl. Delicious. She has been a so one of, good, so oh, good, so yummy. She has been one of our newest product sponsors, um, and she makes she does all kinds of confections, cakes, and everything. But what has been so much fun and has such a great appeal are these new cake balls because. People are having them made and, and put down for the wedding. They'll do the little itty-bitty wedding cake, and then they'll do these cake balls because you can do different flavors, and they're bite-sized. So you can, to, to me, it just seems like a more personal touch. Well, and I'll say this. We've all tried these at Starbucks, and they're good, but at Star they taste, no disrespect, Diane tastes like they're handmade individually, and they really, I mean, they're just really amazing. She brought us some samples tonight. I had some. Delicious. Absolutely wonderful. Yep, today was the red velvet cake. They're so delicious. And the fact that she custom makes things so you can get blue balls. I mean, how amazing <laughs> is that? The perfect bachelor that. or bachelorette party. Amazing. Yeah, Order your them. blue balls today. <laughs> Irina, this is why we love you. <laughs> okay, wait, I forgot to mention something. I was just so happened to be watching Extreme Chef last week. And one of my, my friends was on there. He was, and he won the Extreme Chef Challenge. So, oh, wow. Anyway, so I just want to give kudos to our local Seattleite, Chef Amadeus, who won uh, Extreme Yay. Chef last week. That's a $10,000 win. So it was really fun just because I just happened to be watching the Food Network. So look for Chef Amadeus and, uh, you know, support him. See, that, and that's the stuff that we like to talk about. Rock my palate, Amadeus. So we also want to make sure we give thanks to, uh, again, to Paddock Creek. Pop Chips, Paps Beer, Galazzo Energy Drink, Sweet Top, Sweet Talk Wipes, Zip Fizz, Eye Candy, Last Boutique, Ca uh, Cascade Ice, Fuse, and of course again Daniel's Broiler and the Swartz Brothers organization for hosting us tonight. I want to share a, a socially unsavvy experience that I had. <laughs> We've been waiting all we day wrap, for this. <laughs> as we wrap up, no, it wasn't the inappropriate touching of Fancy during the broadcast. We could argue that, that was all night. So anyway, I was at this. I was at a real estate auction yesterday at the Grand Hyatt in Seattle. It was a swanky, nice event, very well done. And anyone who can prove funds 
proved they had money in the bank, could come and, and visit. So there were some well-to-do folks, people obviously that had the financial wherewithal to be paying cash for real property were there. And so I was in the audience there, and I, 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 wasn't, a, I, wasn't, I wasn't a purchaser. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. You're an observer. I was, I, was in, I was participating in the auction there, and there was this guy, an elderly guy in the, uh, in the audience, and it, I think it was on the third property, and the auctioneer was going at it. Anyone who's ever been to an auction before understands the rhythm of the auction. The rhythm is extraordinarily important to the auctioneer getting as much as they can for their seller, right? And right. keeping the process moving. This old dude raises his hand. We're about three bids in on, like, the third property. This old dude stands up, raises his hand, says, excuse me. Oh, good God. Auctioneer, got a befuddled look on his face, says, yes, sir. Thinking he probably had a question or a concern feedback pertaining to the auction. He says, let me tell you a joke. What do you, what do you call a knight in shining armor with hair in his teeth? You're serious. Auctioneer. Really puzzled now, says, I don't know that one. Can I, can I say the punchline? Might as well. We are down to the last right, 10 we're seconds. Done. Old guy is like gladiator. Oh, good Lord. I can and that, folks, is how not to be socially. Socially unsavvy. <laughs> Have a great one, everyone. Thank you for listening. Um, get us back to us. Let us know what you like. Like us on Facebook and have a socially savvy week. Ciao.